listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast, exploring all things on the Great British Baking Show, with your hosts, Alison Roche and Lisa Vukmirovic. Hello, everyone. I'm Alison. And I am Lisa. And we are the Soggy Bottom Girls. Welcome to Dessert Week. Oh, Lisa, didn't I tell you I was born without a mouth? So I've never <laughs> had a dessert. Stop talking like that. <laughs> oh. um, worst opening in the history oh, of their openings. No was... pun intended. That, oh. It is painful. It yeah. is painful. I know. And they, you know there was a rehearsal for that in front of other people. And everybody was like, yeah, we're good with that. Oh, uh, We're I talking about know. the opening by Noel and Matt. That was just terrible. I don't know what to say. And I feel like I want to always keep our podcast like really positive, you know? Yes. And I, but at the same time, it, it's not good humor. It's not, And (laughs) you can't, you can't tell me that it's just British humor because I don't know. No. You know what? Everything Mel and Sue said was not funny. Not everything they said was funny, but you buy into them because they're just so lovely. And they didn't ever go that far down. Like, like just dirty potty. Yuck. Yeah, and, and Mel yeah. and Sue were very, very charming. You said lovely, yes. but I'll just say charming to add to your compliment. They were very yeah. charming, very lovable. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Noel. I like Noel. That wasn't even like, oh, I could see how some people would find it funny or mm-hmm. that's funny, but it's too not. No. Nothing. That was not funny, not acceptable. Shouldn't have ever happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so but anyway. On from that. Yeah. So supposedly Noel hasn't ever had a dessert, but how do you like Maggie saying she's doesn't eat desserts? She doesn't and like thought, desserts. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. That that came out of nowhere. Like, it did. So you're, you're picked as one of the best bakers in Britain and you you don't eat desserts? <laughs> what? I don't know. She, you know, not to pick on Maggie, um, but I I think I've watched this episode three times. Mm-hmm. And I realized that Maggie is an inappropriate laugher. She laughs, <laughs>, for, she laughs at everything. Oh, when it doesn't I, matter if it's funny or not or appropriate or not. She laughs at everything. She just must get real nervous. I think I when know. she said, when she forgot to put the flour in the sticky toffee, she was like, anybody watching this is going to feel sorry for me. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, we all are. <laughs> I'm feeling well, sorry for you. We'll get into that with the technical. Let's talk about okay. one of our favorites. Oh yeah, I can't believe they had to make pavlova for their uh, signature bake. I'm so happy awesome. about that. Mm-hmm. And the reason I know about pavlovas, I feel like we've talked about this before, is only because of you. And yeah. if Allison told me she makes pavlovas for her niece. And I'm like, I, what in the yep. world is that? And I had no idea that it, it's actually quite simple. At, the first time I made one, I was really, really nervous and, you know, just paying, you know, when I roasted the sugar and all that stuff and was just really, really nervous about it. Now I can right. make one out. Yeah. And they're, they're really not hard at all. And, but the best thing is 
they impress mm. the heck out of everyone that yes. you make them for. Because I don't think anybody that I actually know, except for you, has had one. And so, you know, <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, I would agree fine. with that. The only other person I know who I've ever had one from is my sister. And she only started making them recently because, because of me making them for the family. Yes. I've never, I've never had one. Um, I don't have a aunt Pam who makes Pam Lovas <laughs> like Pam Christelle Lovas. does. Right. <laughs> but um, I would love to have a Lisa Vukmirovich Pavlova. Oh, That's I'm sure wow. yours are just as fantastic. But every single person I've made them for, they're like, what is it? Yeah. What is this? It's so good. Mm-hmm. And I have to mm-hmm. admit, when I make them, oh, mama, I cannot keep my hand out of that bowl. <laughs> just, oh, the marshmallowy delights. Mm-hmm. So good. Well, I think one of the first times you made it, you told me you also put a little lemon curd in there. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, I am more, I'm more the Maggie of this story doing, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't put frozen fruit on mine, but I, why did she go to frozen fruit and not just stick with fresh fruit anyway? I thought that was so interesting that that was in the title the name of her pavlova was, you know, like a frozen berry fruit pavlova, whatever. Can't it was. you think it of anything? Matter, but... You know, I, you know, I don't want to talk bad about Maggie because I want her to I come know. on our show. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the the frozen fruit was quite off putting because even someone as you know amateurish as I, I know how to make jam. You know, the last time right. I made pavlova. I made a homemade lemon curd, which somebody mm-hmm. could have done and mm-hmm. put it. Yes. I think it's a perfect accompaniment. Mm-hmm. And then I made a homemade jam and that's really easy to make too. And that, I mean, you could put some fresh berries on, but those, co- the combo of this, like a strawberry jam and a lemon curd is mm-hmm. it's classic, but then all those nice things would be homemade and not frozen. I just kept looking at that going, ah, I don't want a plain frozen fruit pavlova. Well, and as we know and learned from Lizzie ordering truffle oil, the sky's the limit on what ingredients you could use. Yes, ma'am. And and I'm guessing that they're paying for all the the practice tent ingredients. Mm -hmm. So she could have tried out a myriad of things. It's kind of disappointing. And let us just say for the people who are are out there who think maybe I could make a pavlova, it's cheap as heck. Yeah. Egg whites and sugar, you guys. Yes. So you won't, yep. you don't even have to buy any flour. It's I know. It's so cheap. Mm-hmm. So you can look mm-hmm. fancy for for Absolutely. no money. Absolutely. And um just as a quick quick bonus on one of the master classes with mm-hmm. um with Mary and Paul, she makes a ring. She makes a pavlova ring and it looks like a wreath, a Christmas wreath, mm. and it's really beautiful. I think I might try one this holiday season. Well, since you brought up the design of it, I really liked Christelle's kind of, I think they were described as eggs, but she said, I'm making this really flat one, but I'm going to make it very decorative. And I I thought it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Hers. And you know what? Freya, who used aquafaba instead of egg whites. Yes. She does this beautiful in her piping bag, you know, with different colors. I thought hers was stunning. It was. Really neat. Really neat. Yeah. Any flavors that you were interested in? I have to say, I have to go with Mr. Handshake himself, Chiggs, uh, you know, yeah. that passion fruit. Cause you know, I've 
limited, limited um, knowledge of passion fruit, but it's so tart. That would be a really lovely um, contrast to all of the, all of the, you know, sweetness because mm-hmm. it's pure, pure sugar and eggs. So yes, right. I think if I was going to pick one to try, I would go with the, with the chigs. Yeah. And he does a beautiful finish on his also with some mm-hmm. chocolate work. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it looked really great. Um, we need to try a heart-shaped one for Valentine's though. Don't you think that'd be fun? I thought that was a cute idea. Yeah. Absolutely. I, yeah. Amanda does hers on a heart shape. She talks about having this, um, you know, heart-shaped cutting board and she does it. And it does, it does look nice. She does um, raspberries and chocolate. And I think that she was too heavy handed on the chocolate. They wanted more raspberry flavor. And, you know, I'm not super down with the chocolate and pavlova, but yeah. I've never tried it. I don't know. I've only I mean, tried to make one before, but then I didn't. A, a chocolate pavlova uh-huh. within the thing itself. But I decided not to. I guess we can't gloss over Jürgen's Passover. I'm sorry, everybody. Do it. Do it. I am not trying to mock him. It is so hard not to imitate him because he just has such a different uh, voice and has different inflection, very German inflection, Uh like with not a lot of inflection. (laughs) Um, Do it. But uh, he does a Passover. Um, Pavlova. He does a Passover one. <laughs> but he has like this idea of doing the matzah on top. And I think he coats it in is it chocolate that he yes. puts on the matzah? Yes. <sighs> Having made Pavlovas for so many years, it is very hard for me to imagine that this tasted good, but they liked it. And they were surprised too, because even when he was making it. Prue said, you know, what you're doing is you're putting sweet on sweet on sweet on sweet mm-hmm. here, buddy. And then mm-hmm. when they tasted it, they're like, oh, I didn't think it'd be acidic mm-hmm. enough, but it was. So yeah. king of yeah. flavors. And what'd they say? Jürgen's back. Jürgen is back. And I he guess, says that I'm later. Back. Like, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm back. <laughs> I can't do it like you do it. <laughs> Did we mention that Chig's got a handshake too for his yes, yes, beautiful trap? I called him Mr. Handshake. Um, Giuseppe's doesn't super stand out. Freya's looks beautiful. I think it's not correct necessarily, but she does say all along, which I can completely see. You know, the aquafaba is a hard thing to keep stable and mm-hmm. then to add fillings on top of it and whatnot. But right. I've made a good job a meringue from aquafaba before just as an experiment, but I've never done a whole pavlova with aquafaba. So right. So I don't think that. What did you, did you add lemon? Did you add lemon to your aquafaba? I forget. I remember talking about it with you. I not on the podcast, so long but. ago. I, you know what I might've done? I think I might've added coffee flavor to it. Because I have some coffee extract. I think that's what I did. Mm -hmm. But it's been so long. Probably should get it out again because I do eat some garbanzo beans sometimes. (laughs) Well, uh, this dessert week technical was sticky toffee pudding, which we both have said we've never had. You know, but it's not. Did I tell you Dan bought me one and left it at the farmer's market? Have I talked about that? No. <laughs> there is, and I we really want to get this guy to talk to us on the podcast. Um, 
I'm just going to call it the pod from now on to be okay. Talk to me on the pod. There's a guy at the farmer's market who is from England and he has a a business called the great British bake shop. I think that's what it's called. Uh And um, I've been in contact with him a little bit, but he sells all these beautiful, you know, millionaire shortbread and sticky toffee puddings and jammy Dodgers and uh-huh. things like that. And Dan was down at the farmer's market and he got to chit-chatting with the guy and sure. um, bought a bunch of stuff for me and then went and picked up our apples and then left it there on the thing. And he bought me some sticky toffee pudding. So if it wasn't for my absent-minded mm. husband, I bet ha- would have already tried sticky toffee pudding. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So well, shout out to Great British Bake Shop down at the farmer's market. You do love caramel. So uh, I can see why you might and you know it almost well they said it's a light sponge I guess until now I thought for some reason it was heavier but um it's a sponge and they're supposed to make a caramel and then a creme anglaise on the side and then for some reason probably to make it more difficult I guess they throw on this twill which is bizarre and doesn't sound good next to it I I thought that was so such a weird add-on. Totally, but. totally weird. But you know what? <clears throat> that was the only thing that Maggie got right. Because she <laughs> forgot the flower. What in the world? That's a nightmare. Honestly, <sighs> that is a nightmare that she didn't flip the page over. She missed an ingredient. That was just so bizarre. So I said about Maggie in the beginning, she's an inappropriate laugher which she is, but then she also, through this episode, I mean, I was just really paying close attention, I guess. She makes lots of kind of weird comments that make her seem like she's not a seasoned baker. Like she kind of, she wonders about adding flour, Mm -hmm. but then she's like, oh, don't change anything now. And we know she probably had time to make it again. You know, and that's what people who are competitive or really want to be there are are absolutely doing right away. They're Mm -hmm. just making it again because it didn't look like a difficult sponge to make. Right. She could have whipped that out right away. She knew it it wasn't right. She had a feeling about flour and she just kind of laughs through it instead of, you know, changing her path. Which, again, I'm not hating on her, but it's just it was just kind of a weird Thing, if you really listen to her comments or how they've edited it in any way, that you know, she just makes thoughts, well, I won't, why turn back now? I'm just gonna go with it or whatever. Right. And then someone points out that flowers on the next page and she's kind of like laughs again, <laughs> like, yep. okay, whatever. And but. Then they just were little lumps. <laughs> she served little think- <laughs> lumps with twills on them. With, uh, yeah, caramelized onion chutney is what I think Paul said mm-hmm. it looked like. Um, yeah, so they have to turn out, I think, four of them. And, yeah, I, I, I'm guessing the sponge must have been pretty easy. So they really wanted these side sauces to be excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a couple right. people curdled their creme anglaise, a, a couple people overcooked and undercooked their caramel. Um, but I, I think most people got the twill and the sponge part, correct? Yeah. But And hmm. I, I would like to know, um, it sounds like this is something that you always have in a British household. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, like, pudding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause was it, was it Maggie who was like, my husband makes, or maybe Amanda, my husband Amanda, is the one yeah. who makes all of the sticky toffee puddings at our house. And, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. obviously you have a sticky toffee pudding maker in your home. <laughs> so that's, I don't, I, I need someone who lives over there to uh, tell me this. Maybe we should ask, um, oh, I can't our special guests that we're not revealing. Yeah. I think we should ask our special, special guest. Um, yeah. Next time Stay we tuned for that. That's right, guys. It's coming up. Um, just to quickly recap, Maggie, of course, comes in last because she just has this mm-hmm. little pile instead of a sponge. Um, Amanda and George are way down at the bottom. And then at the top, Chigs and Lizzie. I, Lizzie does really well in technicals. Yes. Um, and then number one was Jürgen. Um, so this is a one of those tricky, fiddly, detail-y showstoppers for sure. Like really a lot, a lot to do, except for one person. Who am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people do a lot of things except for one, but um, the it's funny because in previous seasons they've had entreme cakes. Yes, they have to make an entreme. This was a amprime. Oh, like I didn't imprinted. even catch that. Yeah, and like I M P R I M E amprime um cake so what they have to do is make a jacond collar and that jacond is supposed to be really stretchy or bendy or flexible i guess is the right word and so they want it highly decorative um there were some highly decorative ones again chigs stands out because he does this really interesting mosaic I based on a tile. My um, sister's bathroom tile. Yeah. <laughs> and he did I two really tears. He did two do tears. two tears. He didn't have to do two tears. Mm-hmm. He did not have to do two tears. Um I thought it looked amazing. Yeah. Um I really he really has a good week. Um he, I believe it was, uh, was it Black Forest Gato? Yes. Black Forest Gato was his flavors. And he, they said so the textures were perfection. And I didn't get all his layers, but I think there was like a cherry um, jelly um, and another cherry mousse, cherry mousse layer mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Like really intense. I don't um, know. How much have we talked about this, Allison, that he's been baking for a year? We haven't talked about it very much. I just um, every time how they old talk do you think about, he is? Oh, I have I mean, him I'm sure down. To find at, it out. I have him down as like forty something, like forties. Yeah, but the, did you get the impression he lives with his mom? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I but haven't seen I, it. I'm just trying to like put together his story. Like, what did he do in life before this? Yeah, why has he only been baking a year? Did he was he forced into some circumstance where he had to start baking? Yeah, <laughs> like, he, did, so he did. He did because of quarantine. He did it because oh, of quarantine. He's a quarantine baker, and I feel like they duh. they are like kind of hooking into that. Is like you know what? So many people, myself included, you know, not I. I didn't start baking, but I did a ton of baking during quarantine because I was bored yeah, was, and my family yeah. was here and there was somebody to eat it. You know, right. and um. 
actually, it was a fun way to reach out to people because like I every once in a while, I'd leave stuff on my porch and people would come and get it, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So the fact that he started, they they are literally saying he started during quarantine. And mm-hmm. to me, it's like there was always something there inside of him that was just like bursting to come out. <laughs> like, you yeah. start breaking, man, you yeah. know? But he's so talented up against these people who have been baking for 20, 30 years just blows my mind. Well, and he also, he has the style and the substance, right? He's Mm -hmm. producing really beautiful things. And I am such a dumbass. I can't believe I missed or didn't even think about, well, duh, if he had a job where he had to be home for a year. Oh yeah. There's you, there you go. Yeah. That would be the um, starting point. No, I think he's really great. And I really like his demeanor. You see him afterwards and he's like always hugging people, but in a very sincere way. He seems like a lovely guy. Absolutely. Seems like Mm -hmm. a real good guy. And he always Mm -hmm. has kind of a surprised look on his face, which I enjoy. (laughs) I do too. (laughs) Good guy. And I would like to know if that's his real name because it's kind of cute. It's a good name for maybe a gerbil or something. Jigs. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Um, who, who else do you want to talk about? We, there was quite some successes and some, not so much. Um, well, our friend Freya I guess, was back at it again with the vegan stuff with tofu and aquafaba and all that. She has to make a square, um, perme and she said, cause the aquafaba isn't as flexible mm-hmm. and it was a little rough looking and it was a little rough going I yeah. think for her I don't know I don't remember them commenting on her chocolate tofu mousse I would have liked to have known how that was um I mean her whole thing was sort of he gives her Paul Hollywood kind of slams her a little bit like you know I've had vegan cakes before and none of them you know yours isn't mm-hmm. well they did mention had, like that. that um I think it was the mousse that set too hard, like a ganache is what he said. Uh, it set too hard with the tofu oh, in there, probably. So. Sure, sure. Do you um, want to talk about Jürgen? Oh, yes. We must talk about Jürgen because he, <laughs> he, does, he does the ampreme that I didn't like the looks of, nor did I like the sounds of. But it was... An incredible success for the judges. They, I think, described it as being so different and unique and so good and gorgeous textures. And it was excellent. He had many, many, many layers. So many that I think I didn't quite keep up. I do know that he did a white wine jelly on the top, which... I think is interesting when they, yeah. when they're soaking their little sheets of gelatin and then they like show them squeezing them out and throwing them into something. I'm always like, how does that work? I don't know, but you've um, never used a gelatin sheet. I have never used a gelatin sheet. Oh. You see, so you've done that. You've squeezed out gelatin sheets. No. Oh. <laughs> I've used gelatin powder. Not, not gelatin sheets. <laughs> I think he has a mint layer and a white chocolate layer and I'm sorry, mint with wine. Really? I know. You know how I feel about mint. We don't have to get started on that, but still that combo. I don't know. 
at least for me, huh. being, you know, American person. Um, I don't know how much we've emphasized this. You, you of course, certainly have not. But um, you are incredibly musical and you're a singer, singer. And uh, in bands and et cetera. So were you impressed with his um, Prime musical call? it was adorable. As we've Did spoken you? of before, I love, you know, the Royals and I love the Tudors, especially. I'm very, mm-hmm. very interested in that. And the fact that it was a love song written by Henry VIII to Catherine of Aragon, the spurned wife, you know, the one he discarded after 30 years of marriage. <laughs> kind of beautiful you know and he sang his little number and you know the thing about the thing about Jurgen is he does not try to be cool he does not try to be cool you want me me sing it okay I'll sing it house time with good company is the name of that that little number And and then at the end when he goes he's like I don't get the pepper Paul's like I don't get the pepper he's like it comes later and then, like a few seconds later, while he's singing, he's like, "Oh, I got the pepper now." She's like, "Yeah, you know, I come know. on, is anybody cooler than Jurgen without him trying to be cool?" Honestly, so even though it was, I don't agree with the wine and mint combination. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was. Um, here's what I was impressed with. I was impressed that he did all that. Every layer was successful, mm-hmm. and it definitely was interesting. I mean. Yeah, he did it almost, he did, it It looked like, you know, it was on a parchment, an yeah. old, you know, Renaissance type, that's not the right era, but you know what I mean, like square mm-hmm. notes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, I mean, hats off to him for that, and the judges loved it. Yep, yep. Very good. And what about, let's um, go back to our friend Maggie. When I put in quotation marks, what have you been doing for four and a half hours? And what does she say? Doing it again. Yes. But okay. So Maggie makes this very basic uh, collar with strawberries on it. Mm -hmm. And it's called the Paris Skyline. Can you explain that to me? No, I cannot. I'm sorry. All right. I just wonder if she changed. I just wonder if she changed it. Yeah. Because it was called like the Paris skyline or something. And so she does a strawberry collar and she has a Bavois and a strawberry coulis, mm-hmm. which is my understanding that a coulis is just sort of like a thickened puree yeah. of fruit. It's not jelly. It's not to the jam point. It's just sort of a sauce. That's your understanding as well. Very, very simple. And Mm -hmm. no offense, but kind of a cop out. At least I'm going to go back to chopped. I was talking about chopped, you guys. When they get an ingredient Mm -hmm. that they don't know what to do with, they're like, it's it's a gummy bear coulis. You know what I mean? Like they melt it and they turn it, they, they melt it. And mix it with water and they spread it across the plate. Right. Like, oh, that's an added yep. flavor, but I yeah. really didn't do anything with it. So I'm calling right. it a coolie. Right. And it was just strawberry. Um, it was incredibly basic. Mm-hmm. And again, you might cut someone, you might cut her some slack if you knew like she delivered three babies at home that week. 
you know, instead of practicing, but they're locked in at the practice tent. Yeah. She had to have some sort of, I don't know. Again, I'm not bashing you, Maggie. Um, I almost just felt like she wasn't really totally invested in it. And that's not for me to say, I get it, but it just, the last two weeks, it just didn't feel like she was really invested or, you know, I don't know. I agree. I agree. My two cents. And she doesn't know how many babies she's delivered. What? Well, but <laughs> Do I mean, what that? If Were like, they having that discussion? What if it's like a thousand? I don't know how many but, kids I've taught. But you could randomly go, oh, it must be like 700 at least. Yeah, you know, probably. But she had like no answer. I have no clue. Or she said, I have no idea. <laughs> I was like, okay. That'd be a cool job though, right? Would you like that job? I would. I would. And, you know, I've had, I had midwives for two of my babies and mm-hmm. it's, you have to know a lot and be great at it. So I hope she was a great midwife, but yeah. Um, again, uh, you know, we're foreshadowing not so subtly that <laughs> she goes, <laughs> right, right. she gets it. She's out. She's done. Yep. No, is anybody really surprised? I guess we haven't mentioned George kind of didn't oh, yeah. have a great week. And so they put him down there. Um, I think his his showstopper tasted really good. They, but, but they he said wasn't they sure that it was enough. That peanut layer. They said it was oh, yeah. real clumsy and um, just real thick and heavy. But he was real cute. He was like, I like peanuts. I like them. <laughs> I qu- or he goes, I quite like peanuts. I think he said, I quite. <laughs> I like George. Just like, um, uh, what was it, Lizzie, when she was making her uh, Easter pavlova? I'm sorry, I have to go pe- backpedal a little bit. When she's like, well, you know, when you have you have lambs at Easter time, and um, you serve rosemary with lamb, <laughs> and Matt's like, "So does it taste of lamb?" She's like, well, that's, a, "That's a bit too far." <laughs> but she, you know, just like it's an Easter one, just because you put rosemary in it. I don't know, kind of funny. I thought it was kind of funny too, but I did like that she made it purple. Oh yeah, it, it was very Lizzie, mm-hmm. very and Lizzie. They, they uh, it, it evoked a little Willy Wonka, is what they said. Well, okay, Anglophile friend. Sure, can you ahead. explain? She, can you explain to me the bin, the garbage can she gives to Paul at with her showstopper? I'm I couldn't get it. I missed it. I didn't understand but if it was a play on words because they're both from Liverpool. Is that it? That I couldn't. Pick oh, because up on it. I I think that's why because it has something to do with Liverpool. Okay. I but I'm sorry, I don't I'm not that specific about it. <laughs> and you know, I go on all those, you know, Facebook groups and stuff about um the Great British Bake Off and they talk about their accents. You know, like you and I have talked how we love the it bit of a faff, really. And yeah. um, and Lizzie's would that's hard to understand. Everybody's talking yes. about how they put their closed captioning on. And they're like, yes. oh, well, Paul and Lizzie are from the same. They're both from Liverpool. And then other people get in. They're like, absolutely not. They're from different parts. And their their accents are completely different and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I don't even know what got me started on that. That's funny. But I, I So people in Liverpool have different accents? That, that's what they were I- implying. Yeah. Huh. 
But listen but, you to know, her. It's so fantastic. It, she really is interesting. Mm-hmm. She's a really interesting woman. I, I yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, well, I just started following her on TikTok, and she's awesome. She? She's so fun to watch. She just does <laughs> a lot of really cute things. Uh-huh. But you know who's bigger into TikTok? Crystal. Crystal. Is it Crystal? Crystal. I'm sorry. Crystal. Crystal. Yeah. Um, and Christelle, she's so Chantel beautiful. Chantel and Corral. Right, 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 right. She's so Oh, beautiful. she is beautiful. And she puts up a lot of really fun TikToks. So She, um, you know, we kind of glossed over her this episode, but she also makes a pretty successful um, showstopper. She does, a, a, she says something at one point, like she has 13 elements or 13 layers of something she's got a lime jelly, a coconut sable or sable, sorry. Um, you know, she's just got all of this stuff and it's to look like a pineapple. And I, she's really, she's one to watch. Oh yeah. She, totally. Maybe it, but you know, it's funny. Do you wonder if she's being a little bit pandering to Mr. Steely eye judge mm-hmm. because she put lime <clears throat> in her, in her signature, she put lime in her showstopper, and that's like mm-hmm. one of Paul's favorites, key lime. She's done that before, and and sort of, you know, seemed surprised when Matt knew that Paul likes lime. So I, I, she had to know that he likes lime. I mean, mm-hmm. she has to know it. I mean, come on. We all know. If you're any fan, you wouldn't look up like, oh, what are these judges' favorite flavors or what excites them? You would yes. totally be all over that. But you know what? I don't know what Prue's favorite is. Do you? I uh, know, but I bet I can Google that and find it you out. Should. You should. You yeah. should. I know that you. they used to you know, talk about Mary like in a nice boozy situation. Well, that's Prue as well. She doesn't yeah. mind the booze in there. Yeah, we like a booze, a boozy dessert. Well, as I already spoiled, uh, Maggie, I was like going to say Maggie was voted off the island. Yeah. Um, yeah, Maggie's gone and she doesn't seem surprised or too hurt. I would be interested when this is all over and said and done what her thoughts and feelings are but i was really really happy and not to put jurgen down but they sort of insinuated that it would be between jurgen and chiggs and chiggs mm-hmm. got star baker yeah he deserved it he absolutely mm-hmm. deserved it you know something that I don't, i'm not sure we've talked about but they do when someone gets um you know voted off what's the word when they get you know sent home i guess eliminated yes yeah, Elim- thank home. you eliminated sent home's a little nicer um, <laughs> they do that extra slice on the bbc do you know about that i do not see we gotta we gotta catch up i've actually been able to watch a few um on i i saw it on somebody's blog and they gave a link to like a british television station the bbc4 or whatever, and extra slice is where they talk to the one who was recently, ah. recently eliminated. So we're probably missing out on a ton of tea, as they say. Does your daughter say that tea? Like spill the tea. Um, give me the information. Get I know what you're tea. talking about. Yeah. yeah, someone people. Whatever it doesn't matter. Yes, yes, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so I think we're missing up, missing out on a lot of tea because we're here in the states instead of over there. You're probably right. Mm-hmm. You're probably right. Um, yeah, 
I would be interested to hear what she has to say and what happens from here, you know, um, who is going to take up and try to become a baker for a profession. And, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, it's kind of exciting to see in real time. Maggie's retired, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. so. Maybe she'll find her second act. Maybe. Who knows? And she'll learn how to make a sticky toffee pudding with, see, now she could literally, go into the sticky toffee pudding business and her whole thing would be like, and I didn't forget the flour. Wink, wink. Right, right. That would be her new, that would be her thing and everybody would buy it. Yeah, that's interesting because all it takes is one little thing about yourself or a bake or whatever mm-hmm. to make you stand out and you can totally turn it around and capitalize on it. You're totally right. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally right. Totally right. So, well, would you like to sing us out with Jurgen's pastime? I will be singing uh, <laughs> pastime with good company. Oh, pastime with good company. Pastime with, and I wish I would have remembered the notes, but he was like sight reading it. I was so impressed. <laughs> Dr. Paul Satry from Judson College in the '90s would be like a plus on your sight singing today. Everybody wants to come hear my band now. (laughs) Well, let us tease once again. We do have an interview coming up with another former contestant on the Great British Baking Show. I'm so excited. I wish I could give a little, a little hint. Can we give a little hint? Like, I'm going to let you decide. Uh, it's a it's a female. Okay, that's fine. There's there's a hint. It's a female. It is a female, and is I female. think she's from the UK. <laughs> <laughs> is she gonna replace best friend Jordan, best friend Ian for you as your new oh, best friend? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, those two have a very special place in my heart. And you know, I'm sorry to keep stretching this episode out, but when she forgot the flower. When Maggie forgot the flour and the sticky mm-hmm. toffee, it reminded me of when um, Jordan put salt in. Oh, that. I yeah. can't remember what he made, but he put the salt in instead of sugar. And yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Even the best <laughs> of us make that kind of mistake every once in yeah. a while. So. Well, until we talk to her, <laughs> until then, Enjoy. we are all done. Thank you for listening to the Soggy Bottom Girls podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Soggy Bottom Girls or connect with us at SoggyBottomGirls.com. And may all your bakes be worthy of a Hollywood handshake.